Everyone, welcome to the show. I have a ton of updates to share about Donald Trump's coup clown. So first, some bad news. The New Mexico Attorney General says he can't prosecute Trump's fake electors. The reason being that as with Pennsylvania, the New Mexico fake elector documents contain text that stated that their certificates would only be used if Trump was successful in his election fraud lawsuits. So that caveat got them out of trouble. However, the attorney general issued some recommendations to the New York, New Mexico lawmakers, and these should help them to craft new laws to change their state's uh, electoral process, and it would grant the legal authority to prosecute this type of conduct in future elections. Now for some good news. America's defendant, Rudy Giuliani, has asked the judge in the Georgia Rico case to give him more time to file motions. He asked that for that last week. They were due on Monday of this week, all of his documents, and Giuliani requested that they give him an extension. The judge rejected his request, so I assume that Giuliani was forced to turn in everything earlier this week. If not, he's going to be in trouble. And now... Giuliani is asking the judge to grant him the right to interview the four co-defendants that he has who've pleaded guilty. Giuliani's attorney claims that they can't properly investigate the case unless they're able to interview these people. So we'll see what happens with that. In related good news, attorney Jenna Ellis is now facing professional misconduct charges in her former home state of Colorado. The documents were filed on Tuesday. They state that Ellis's guilty plea in Georgia, quote, constitutes a felony conviction pursuant to Colorado law. It goes on to say that Ellis, quote, admitted to the commission of a criminal act that reflects adversely on her honesty, trustworthiness, and fitness as a lawyer. And she, quote, engaged in professional conduct involving dishonesty, fraud, deceit, or misrepresentation. So I'll keep you up to speed on that as well as I find out more. Next up is news about Georgia RICO defendant, uh, co-defendant for all of these same people, Harrison Floyd. Floyd has asked the judge for a change of venue. He claims he can't possibly get a fair trial in Fulton, Fulton County. And Floyd is asking that his case be moved to the more Republican-friendly Coffee County. That's, of course, where they broke into the voting machines. So I'll let you know about that. Um, and then the big news out of Georgia this week is that another RICO case co-defendant is trying to get D.A. Fonnie Willis thrown off the case. Um, he also asked the judge to throw out the grand jury report, or alternatively, he's asking that the judge just dismiss the case entirely. Here's why. Here's the deal. Michael Roman is the defendant. He was a Trump senior campaign official. He filed this motion this week, and he claims that the entire case has been tainted and it's invalid because D.A. Fonnie Willis and the special prosecutor that she appointed, a man named Nathan Wade, that they were involved or they're still involved in a romantic relationship. 
So the allegations made by Roman are somewhat convoluted, but basically he claims that the DA prosecuted these RICO defendants so that she could pay her boyfriend large sums of money for his work on the case. And Roman is trying to say that Willis profited from or benefited from the prosecution of Donald Trump and others because she and Wade took vacations together. Now I can see maybe how the DA could get some in some hot water for appointing her boyfriend to the case, you know, just because he's being paid with taxpayer money. I can't really see though how that has any bearing on the case, on the grand jury results or the case in general. I mean, either there's evidence of crimes being committed or there's not. So I'll keep an eye on this. I'll let you know what happens. Um, next up is news about another Georgia co-defendant. Attorney Jeffrey Clark has been given a stay of execution, essentially, in his disciplinary hearing before the D.C. bar. Clark, as you may recall, he was a Justice Department attorney, an environmental attorney, <laughs> when he allegedly tried to help Trump overturn the 2020 election. So as with every other lawyer who gets too close to Trump, Clark is now facing the possibility of losing his license to practice law. The proceedings were supposed to begin this Tuesday, but the D.C. bar pushed it back to the end of March. So, of course, I will let you know how that all goes down. I also have an update to share about former Colorado County Clerk Tina Peters. Peters, you might remember, she's been indicted on numerous charges. It's double digits. And this was stemming from her involvement in the illegal breach of voting equipment after the 2020 election. So she's been dragging this out. She's been trying to get the, the case tossed. She's been, you know, doing everything in her power to try to push it off as long as possible. But it looks like she may have hit a brick wall finally because her trial is scheduled to begin next month on February 7th. So she recently filed a lawsuit against several officials, including Attorney General Merrick Garland. She's basically using this to try to halt the proceedings. But Peter's lawsuit alleged that Garland and others were retaliating against her for political reasons and that they were violating her free speech rights. Didn't know it was free speech to break into voting equipment, but okay. Um, so a U.S. district judge just dismissed Peter's case. So the judge ruled that Peter's failed to provide sufficient evidence. I mean, imagine that. And the judge slammed Peter's because she apparently provided so-called evidence that had absolutely nothing to do with her allegations. And then she also awarded attorney's fees, the judge awarded attorney's fees to the Mesa County District Attorney, Daniel Rubenstein, because he was named as one of the defendants in Peter's lawsuit. So she not only lost, but now she owes money. <laughs> then last but not least, I wanted to share that the Georgia Republican Party has spent over $1.3 million in legal fees in just 2023, most of which was used to help Trump's fake electors from their state. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, that is 15 times greater than what the party spent on legal fees in 2021. You would think that these people might wake up and realize that Trump is more trouble than he's worth. I wonder how many people they could help get elected with that money. 
Anyway, I will let you know when and if I hear more. I'm sure it'll be more like when. Uh, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Become a donor if you have not. And if you possibly can, it really helps to keep the show going. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon. Mm -hmm.